Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Rocks Pile Podcast, part of Fansided Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling. So welcome to this episode of the Rocks Pile Rockies Report, brought to you by RocksPile.com. My name is Kevin Henry. I am one of the co-experts on the site and joined this morning by my friend and fellow co-expert, Noah Yingling. Noah, good morning. How are you, man? Pretty good. How are you? Doing well. Uh, I know we have to react to uh, the news that broke yesterday regarding Scott Oberg. We're going to talk about that, uh, Oberg's impact, as well as the news on the roster. But before we do that, I know we need to give a tip of the cap to our sponsor, Noah. Our sub- our sponsor for the podcast is Manscaped. Support for it is brought to you by Manscaped, the best company in the men's below the belt grooming, they obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for the grooming for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over two million men worldwide, and we have an exclusive offer for you: twenty percent off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. They've created the best below the belt hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features is cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It also comes with an LED light for a more precise shave, and it's also waterproof. The Lawnmower 3.0 also comes with a crop preserver and anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the the code FANSIDED20, F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D, and the number 20 at checkout. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And we certainly appreciate their support of the Rocks Power Rockies report. And Noah, we've we've got to dive into this because w- this week has been a just a god-awful week for the Rockies in terms of news, in terms of injuries hitting their, their key players. We've talked at length about Kyle Freeland. Uh, his shoulder strain that will shelve him for at least a month. And then Thomas Harding of MLB.com broke last night, uh, Friday night, uh, that Scott Oberg has undergone yet again uh, surgery to relieve uh, blood clots. Uh, you get the feeling, Noah, that, you know, and, and it was mentioned by uh, Patrick Saunders, it's been mentioned by a lot of folks out there, that this could be, unfortunately, the end of Scott Oberg's career. Yeah, and it's a part of it is it's come up so many times with him. Um, 
because this is the fourth instance now, third instance that it's come up in the last 18 months or so, give or take, um, because it ended his, well, the first instance ended his 2016 season. The second instance ended his 2019 season. He didn't pitch in 2020 to the, the third bout with it. And then this time it's, if it doesn't knock him out for his career, it's going to knock him out at least almost all of 2021. It just guesstimating that. Um, But the problem is, especially since it's recurred so many times recently, um, it's, it it could be life threatening. Yeah. And, And even though he's to, he's been the Rockies' most reliable reliever when he has been on the mound, he shouldn't have to risk his life to go out there and pitch. Now, realistically, you could say all of them do because you could have a liner come right back to you and hit you right between the eyes at 110 miles an hour, sure. and lights out, you're gone. But um, – when it's even more heightened with this, uh, it doesn't seem like he's going to be able to come back. And it's disappointing for him, obviously, especially since he, he was well on his way back to returning, but also too, it's going to be a huge, huge problem for the bullpen and just the clubhouse in general, because he was one of the guys that was stepping up into that leadership role because he was one of the most tenured players on the team uh, as a Rocky. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, and I want to hit a point that you made is that at some point you have to forget about Scott Oberg, the baseball player. And you have to think about Scott Oberg, the person, Scott Oberg, the dad, Scott Oberg, the husband, Scott Oberg, the, the human being. And, this is something that uh, has become a medical condition that you've, you've got to put his health, his safety first. And certainly we are wishing him nothing, nothing but the best. And, and certainly send prayers that uh, things will uh, reverse themselves and that, that he will stay safe and healthy. But let's talk about the legacy of Scott Oberg before we, uh, after the break, we're going to talk about the impact on the Rockies roster. But, you know, Nick Groke uh, put out a tweet on Friday night, and it was such a great tweet, uh, reminding everyone, you know, and you and I just talked about this on a recent podcast, Oberg and what he did in the, at the end of that wild card game against the Cubs. You know, and I had mentioned that everybody looks at the Tony Walters hit. That's the highlight we remember and everything else. But without Kyle Freeland and without Scott Oberg, you know, I said it the other night and I'm going to say it again, without those two guys, the Rockies do not win that game at Wrigley Field. No. And I mean, you could point to, oh, the Tony Walters hit or, oh, Nolan and Trevor Story that year. Sure. But Kyle Freeland, and that's part of the reason of my rant of the last podcast, it's just absolutely asinine to think, oh, if if Kyle Freeland wasn't there, regardless of the 17 wins that he had, just, I mean, even if he didn't have a single win, just his uh, his performance in the wildcard game got them to the division series. I mean, it's 
there's really no other way to put it. No. And, you know, in, in Oberg, obviously there was so much that happened that season looking back, you know, and we could spend a whole podcast talking about that, but Oberg became that rock that season for the Rockies bullpen. You know, he, he's been a guy that they have uh, really looked to every season to be that guy in the bullpen. And now this is the second season that they've thought, hey, Oberg's going to come out. He's going to have a great year. It's going to be such a boost. And it's the second straight season that all of a sudden that's gone in a heartbeat. And so I think that we've got to realize that this is going to, this is a blow to the Rockies. There's no, you know, you can put every amount of spin on it that you want to, but this is a blow uh, in last week. We have had a blow to the rotation and now a blow to the bullpen and two guys that if you looked before the season and said, they can't lose these guys, those two would be on the list. Yeah. And that's going to make the, uh, snake in the grass thing even harder to accomplish. And that's what we talked about before the the Rockies needed so many dominoes to fall for them. The problem is the dominoes are so far spaced out and the dominoes aren't all, it's not like, Oh, if, if Kyle Freeland goes out there and pitches like he did in 2018, they're going to be a playoff team. No, they needed him to, be healthy all year and pitch like that. They needed Marquez to be healthy all year and pitch like that. They needed gray. They, they needed yeah. the, they essentially needed all 26 guys to have a career year to be arguably, uh, arguably to be a second wildcard team. And now you've got Oberg out, you've got gray, uh, you've got uh Freeland out. Um, you could have Gray, Story, Givens, possibly traded. Um, and then you've got guys, too, that still need to step up. And you have other guys like Peter Lambert and Brendan Rodgers who are going to be out, at least to start the season. Yeah. So yep. you've got – you've already got the deck against you. Now you have the deck even more against you. So it's – going to be a tough year for the Rockies it's there's there's really a, no other way around it you know and, and when I think of Scott Oberg I I think um I think dominance and and you touched on it a minute ago I think leadership as well you know I I was at Arizona I was in Arizona whenever COVID-19 hit whenever spring training was shutting down Oberg was one of the last guys that we talked to before the facilities were shut down. And he was the guy who was really trying to explain as the player representative for the Rockies, what was coming next in the season. He had that leadership role, not only to talk to his fellow players on other MLB clubs, but then to pass along that information to his teammates. So he was really seen as that conduit of information. And I mean, obviously a horribly difficult time and here's Scott Oberg stepping up and being that calm, cool presence, just like he was whenever he came in in the ninth inning of a one-run game. And to me, that's what I'm going to remember about Oberg is just a guy that never seemed to get phased by off the field, on the field, whatever. He was still the same guy, still the same, very uh, level-headed, 
uh, you know, attack kind of guy. And I, I think that's going to be his legacy for the rocks. Yeah. And I mean, especially the uh, 2018 and the 2019 seasons. Um, Cause I mean, if you look at his stats, particularly in 2015 and 17, he pitched a lot. 2016, he was out with the blood clots. Um, 2015, he had an ERA north of five. And 2016, 519. 2017, nearly five. But the last two seasons there, eight and one with a 245 ERA in 56 games. Fielding independent pitching or FIP of 287, which still signifies he was really good. Uh, a whip sub one. Uh, he walked less than two batters per nine innings and he struck out nearly nine. 2019, he was six and one with a 225 ERA. FIP wasn't quite as good, 3.54. Whip wasn't quite as good, 1.1. But um, he still pitched really well that year. And ERA wise, he actually pitched better than he did in 2018. But I mean, it's when he was out there, he, he was the Rockies' best reliever. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if really the the Rockies needed two, at least two, uh, obviously, ideally you'd have more um, reliable relievers out there. And right now, without Oberg, and as they saw in 2020, really all they had was Daniel Bard. I mean, it, Yancey Almonte was in there some, but he was dealing with some issues behind the scenes if i had to guess because especially as the season progressed bud black would not use him for six seven days at a time um and so uh, there were times especially in august and september where okay we we need the the fireman out there we've got one daniel bard yeah and you gotta have more than one to be uh, to be in playoff contention, you need to have three, four, five guys to be able to do that. Yep, and we're going to talk about uh, the loss of Oberg on the roster, what that means potentially for the bullpen, what that's going to look like for opening day right after the break. So stick with us here on the Rocks Pile Rockies Report, and we're back. The Rocks Pile Rockies Report. Kevin Henry here, along with Noah Yingling. So, Noah, let's talk about the bullpen uh, without Scott Oberg as a part of it. Uh, obviously, as we've detailed, a huge blow. And now you're looking at the, the question that you touched upon in an article uh, earlier this week on rockspile.com about the questions we still don't know before opening day, which is Thursday against the Dodgers at Coors Field. We still don't know, is this going to be a 13 and 13 pitchers and position players type of team, or is this going to be a 14 pitcher, 12 position player kind of team? So what I've done uh, is I've put together a scenario where it's a 14 pitcher team. And I think that this is how it shapes up and, and let's talk about it and see what you think. And, uh, you know, obviously we, we know starters, we know Marquez, we know Gray, we know Gomber. We know Senzatella, especially after the way that he looked uh, in his last outing against the Indians, uh, looked solid, no health setbacks from a hamstring injury. He should be good to go for late in the Dodgers series. And then probably – Fingers crossed on that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. He's still got probably got some more work to do in Arizona before that, obviously. Uh, and then you're probably looking at Chichi Gonzalez as your fifth starter. And as you and I have talked about, that probably won't need to happen until the third series of the season. That would be Saturday, April 10th, when they are in San Francisco playing the Giants. So you've got the Dodgers series, an off day, the Diamondbacks coming into town, then they take off from Denver to San Francisco to play the Giants. So that's probably the next time that, or the first time I should say, that you need a fifth starter. So with that in mind, Chichi Gonzalez could conceivably be your long guy in the Dodgers and Diamondbacks series before they take off for San Francisco and he needs to be ready to start. Yeah, particularly for the Dodgers series. Absolutely. For the Diamondbacks series, A, I don't think they'd need him as much, but also, too, I mean, he would have to start, yeah, on the 10th, so you probably – you probably wouldn't want to use them at all in that Arizona series to give them the four days off. That's customary, but we all know Dodgers and Rockies or Dodgers always absolutely kill the Rockies. No, it doesn't matter. Dodger stadium, uh, Coors doesn't matter. There's a reason why a lot of Rockies killers are on the Dodgers. And there's a reason why they've won the division for forever. Yep. That's true. All right. So let's look at who might be on your bullpen. Then at this point, let's, let's go with the ones that are just no doubters. We know Daniel Bard now is going to be your closer. There's no question about that. Uh, I personally believe your setup guys now become Michael Givens and Yancy Almonte. Uh, You know, you talked a little bit before the break about Almonte. He's a guy who had a very uh, under the radar, I think, solid season for the Rockies last year. And I think that he's a guy that if he progresses the way that uh, he's looked in spring so far, uh, I think that he's a guy who could give them a still a very solid back end of the bullpen. You know, again, provided Givens can find his stride, uh, you know, but if Givens, Almonte, Bard are all clicking in the back, it's a, it's a solid trio on paper. Yeah. And the thing that Almonte has to overcome essentially is well one he has to first time is could be anything now he has to repeat it and that's the problem with a lot of rockies who succeeded last year or succeeded in years past just proving hey i can do it again um and then the second thing that i alluded to in the um in the last segment is essentially Bud Black said at the end of last year, so I remember asking you, I was like, okay, um, why are you going to, for example, Jairo Diaz or Carlos Estevez, why, why would Bud Black go to them in a one-run game when your season is essentially on the line? And they, I mean, you did not want those guys out there in that role. And sure enough, they'd go out there and give up a three run homer on the first pitch. When, when Yancey Almonte should have been out there at the time. Yep. Um, and Bud Black said, well, he's, he's been dealing with some arm tiredness or something to that effect that it was. Um, how is that going to be in a 162 game schedule? Because if your arms tired after 20 games, uh, 20 games in relief, I should say. 
how is it going to be when you're pitching 60 games in relief during a season? Is he able yeah. to get stretched out that far? That's the question, you know, and, and, you know, I'm going to tease it again. You, you ask a lot of questions. We still don't know before opening day. And I think that how pitchers are going to respond to 162 game season, both on the starter and reliever level is something none of us know right now. And so I think that that's going to be really interesting to watch as we go along. And the thing is too, I think, and it's not a good sign when going into spring training, you have about three questions and a week left in spring training, and you have about 30 questions. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not a good sign. There, there's well, a lessening of questions part of be. because of injuries. but There should, there should be. Yeah. And two yeah. questions that you and I both have, you know, and, and we've talked about uh, is Jairo Diaz and Carlos Estevez, you know, and, and we have had reassurances from Bud Black that they're going to be okay. Uh, you know, it's spring, uh, you know, we, we've heard, heard the, the talk, but Diaz and Estevez are going to make this team. It, it's going to happen. I mean, they, they cannot afford right now to not have these guys in the bullpen. I think at least to start the season. Uh, so I think that those two guys are probably moving into your sixth, seventh inning, uh, you know, with, with Bard Kinley or sorry, Bard, um, Gibbons and Almonte is your back end. Yeah. And we'll see if it comes back to bite them, the Rockies on that. Um, I think, and we've discussed about this off the air. Um, I think Estevez, he, he has a little bit more of an excuse because he's been working on some stuff in spring training mechanically and all that, just trying to see what fits and what works. Yep. Jairo Diaz doesn't seem to be doing that as much. And neither one of them have pitched very well, to put it very, very nicely. They haven't. They haven't. There's a lot of questions around that. And uh, I think right now they're going to have to earn back the confidence of the fans. Uh, you know, and and whether whether Bud says it on camera or not, I'm sure he still has they still have to earn his confidence as well. But I think that's not going to preclude them from being used just because the Rockies are thin. They, they don't have a lot of options to go to. So, uh, you know, the problem we've talked about for years with the Rockies. Yep. Okay. You have it before 25 guys on your roster. Now you've got 26. Okay. So, uh, do you just plan on using those 26? No, because guess what? This year, already all the injuries right and especially when you're playing at altitude you're going to have more injuries when from when you're going to altitude to sea level yep and the rockies and that's another problem with their front office they don't have any depth you, look, for example i i use roster resource which is on fan graphs and just look at the minor leaguers you should know Almost all of them. I mean, uh, just look at the guys that have MLB service time that are not on their projected 26-man roster or on the injured list. Jose Brasenio, catcher, less than a year of service time. Greg Bird, four years service time. Taylor Motter, one year service time. Eric Stamets, 19 days of service time. 
Ryan Castellani, last year, 144 days, so less than a year. Antonio Santos, less than a year. Jose Mujica, less than a year. Chichi, which they don't have on their roster, which that's, uh, he's going to be on. Two years. Derek Rodriguez, a year and 102 days. Then bullpen guys, Philip Deal, less than a year. Tommy Doyle, 14 days. Tinoco, 135 days. Joe Harvey, a year and 49 days. Julian Fernandez technically has two years, but he's been on the injured list both of those two years. Zach Roscup, who's not going to be in the majors, or at least shouldn't be, um, four years. And that's it. Yeah. Are any of those guys that you'd trust in uh, not even necessarily a big role like a closer's role, but are those a- any of those guys really that you would trust in, okay, he can, for the starters, he can go out there and give me six solid innings. Right. No, that's your problem. You don't have any depth. You haven't had any depth for years and you haven't fixed it. And then there, let's get back to the bullpen here. So there's a couple of guys that uh, are unknowns. uh, Let's just say. Uh, with Sheffield and Stevenson. Uh, Sheffield, the rule of five pick from the Dodgers. Stevenson coming over in the trade from the Reds for Jeff Hoffman this offseason. Those are two guys who project to be your potential long relief guys. Uh, we don't know much about them other than what we've seen in the spring. Uh, so, But they will slot in there probably as your long relief guys. And then there's two very interesting players that fill out the rock, the bullpen uh, at least what I've got on paper. And that's Tyler Kinley, uh, who has wicked slider and has battled some health problems this spring. He pitched an inning the other day, looked good, but Black uh, said that he really passed the eye test. Uh, so we're hoping that Tyler will be ready for opening day and can slot into that bullpen. Uh, again, though, the slider's devastating when he can control it. Yeah, you know, that was one thing that we saw last year is that he would have – outings where he was untouchable and there were outings where he couldn't find the strike zone. So, and then our last one has been Bowden, the, the lone lefty of the, this entire process, but again, has looked good in spring. You know, he's been knocking on the door for seemingly forever. Uh, Unfortunately, injuries have derailed him, but I think this is the season that he starts the year on the opening day roster. Yeah. And that's something even just two weeks ago, I don't think either one of us would have said, um, part of it is due to the injury of Oberg, but part of it is he's actually been one of the best stories of spring training for the Rockies so far. And we had an article up there this morning uh, from Jordan West talking about the three stats and um, from spring training the first 25 games. And one of them was Bowden, his ERA. I mean, he's got a great ERA in spring right now. It, offhand, it. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was one something. That, that's really all that matters. Hey, even though it's a limited, uh, it's a limited time. Obviously, it's not like he pitched a full season. But I, if I remember correctly, it was one point one seven. That's a that's a pretty good ERA. It is, and and again, you know, a guy who has worked to get to this point, and so it's going to be real interesting to see. So let's review perfect world here or at least in my head you know that's a perfect scary world after the aftermath of exactly <laughs> perfect world now 
<laughs> on, on this day while we're recording. You're, you're looking at a 14-man pitching. Uh, you've got uh, back to front, Bard, Givens, Almonte, Diaz, Estevez, Bowden, Kinley, Stevenson, Sheffield. Yeah, and that's that's close to what I – as we've discussed before, there's – for me, there's always, okay, what are the Rockies going to do and what would I do? What I do is never the same as what the Rockies would do. <laughs> so um, for me, a part of that is I would never have more pitchers than I do have position players, especially in the National League. Um, but again, when you have depth issues and when you have um, multiple guys you can't rely on in the bullpen, um, especially in the wake of the Oberg injury, you, you really you have to go with fourteen men. You do. I, I think I think so. And I think that you know we've talked in past podcasts about the off day, what that's going to mean for the Monday after the Dodgers series. You know, and it. I think that it's it comes at a good time, especially knowing that things will need to reset a little bit with the with the rotation. Uh, as you said, probably there's going to be a lot of bullpen usage against the Dodgers. So there's a day off that they can recharge then for that Diamondbacks Giants uh, run. So, no, we've we've there's a lot that is still to come. Uh, while we are recording this, I'm getting numerous text messages about uh, when Bud Black is going to speak today. If Scott Oberg is going to speak anytime soon, uh, you know. So it's it's uh, it's definitely a fluid situation, but uh, certainly we're going to stay on top of it on Rockspile.com, and we're also going to make sure uh, that. Uh, you know, we're going to, to bring you guys whatever we learn because Thursday is coming and there's a lot we've all still got to learn before Thursday. So no, any final thoughts as we wrap up, man? As you said, and we alluded to a little bit earlier, there's, and there were not many questions heading into spring training. And now there's a ton of them. Yeah. I mean, is Chi-Chi going to be the long reliever to start the season and then slide into the fifth spot? Is it per- perhaps Derek Rodriguez who is in that? Does he make the bullpen Rodriguez? Does Sheffield stay on the team because the Rockies cannot send him down? Yeah. Are there guys like Estevez or Diaz that the Rockies decide, unlike what we think, they're going to do. I, I would say they should, but I don't think they will. Cut Estevez and Diaz. I mean, I I think part of it is I'm I'm not very patient. Part of it is too. Um, last year they didn't show that they pitched well, and they haven't shown that yet in spring either. And you've got some even even though your depth is nothing, um, you could still have some other guys back there. And just see how they pitch, whether that's a Jose Mojica or whether that's, um, let's say, Philip Deal or some other guys where you can, okay, let's see what we've got. Because in my opinion, at least, you don't, Estevez and Diaz have not shown you anything. Um, Estevez, well, really both of them, but Estevez especially gives you more of that power in the bullpen. But the problem is, is does he, can he locate a hundred mile an hour fastball? Cause a hundred mile per hour fastball doesn't matter. 
if you have no if you have no idea where it's going because that makes it even more dangerous because you don't need to hit somebody in the head with a hundred mile a hundred mile an hour fastball. So um, will Almonte will Almonte be able to stretch out for a full season? Um, with Bowden, can he continue it? Can he stay healthy too? Um, if the, the Rockies do decide to carry a five-man bench, or really even a four-man bench, will Connor Joe make the team? Will Greg Bird make the team? We both said, and Thomas Harding said it too when he was on with you, um, we'll, uh, we thought that he would make the team. I don't think that's the case now. Um, is Jonathan Daza going to make the team? Um, are the, are the Bud Black has said that he's mainly going to use Ryan McMahon at second base. Um, but will somebody prove themselves there? I mean, there's over a dozen more questions I can think of yeah. right now with them where they've created more questions than answers so far. And that's not a good sign. Well, we're going to be here to cover it. Uh, lots to lots to uncover. Uh, so we thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Rocks Power Rockies Report. Uh, again, make sure you check out uh, manscaped.com. And uh, Noah, I'm curious, what was that promo code? Uh, one more time. Fansided20, F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D, and the number 20. There you go. So, hey. Until next time, which will be very soon, we got a special guest coming up. I'm not going to uh, tip the hat just yet, but make sure you tune in for the next episode. Special guest coming. Hey, go Rockies. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.